Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. It's Jason. I'm a guy in recovery. I'm not with. I'm with Billy. <laughs> I messed that up. I'm not with Billy. I am Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery as well. Billy's had a rough week. Yeah. Uh, we'll excuse him for that. And and so I'm, I'm dropping the long-term. I'm just... that I feel elitist now. Yeah. Now, the more we talk about this stuff and inclusion and... I, yeah, I'm just in recovery. Yeah. Eventually, I'm just going to say, I'm Jason. I'm a human. <laughs> It'll be the easiest way. Maybe then I'll feel like I'm leaving out fish, and I'll be like, I'm Jason, I am have a heart that beats, or something. I don't know. Yeah, but isn't it important that you identify for, uh, to reduce stigma and all that? Remember, that was a thing for you a oh, while yeah. back. <laughs> That's a, past now. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I don't know. Which you gotta part? have recovery addict in there somewhere. Do I? I Unless you're done with that. <laughs> I'm not that anymore. Yeah. Right. I'm I've just, moved on. Yeah. We're doing something else now. now I'm just a person. We're going to name our podcast Human, sort of. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here chatting with you. Uh, I was excited to talk Sunday, and then it didn't happen. Uh, Billy had some unfortunate events happen that, that led us not to be able to talk Sunday. And totally diet-related, too. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. Maybe. Um, and so now it's Wednesday, and... I woke up this morning and one of my friends from my teenage years, who I spent a good portion of my teenage years with, passed away in the middle of the night. And, you know, I don't I don't think it has anything to do with drugs per se, but it was just one of those. And look, I, I haven't talked to this person in quite a long time. Doesn't hurt hurt. You know, it's sad, of course, but I, I think more it's just made me think like, here I am Sunday, like, ah, oh, man, uh, it's sad that we can't record. I hope he feels better. But, like, I, I have this stealth expectation that you're just always going to be alive <laughs> and show up and we're going to record and woohoo, right? Like, I don't ever consider the fact that maybe you're going to die one day and we won't record. And, and so I just, I take a lot for granted is what I'm getting at. And so I'm even more excited to record tonight because you are feeling a little healthier and you're not dead. Yeah, that's and my wife brings that up to me all the time. Like in that's a weird balance to try to strike. Like I can't live my life like I'm gonna die tomorrow every day. You know, like I have to make some sort of plans for future and I mean I don't have to, but right. I it's it's rational to think of like saving some money for a rainy day or or, you know, building up for a trip. Like every day can't be, you know, treated like my last day on right. earth. But it does, it can help me to appreciate the people that I have around because I, I've learned just being in recovery, like how the people that I've been close to have changed, you know, over the years and how friends that in the moments we were best of friends, I thought this is just the way it's always going to be. Yeah. And then it's not that way now and how weird that is sometimes. Right. So to not hold us up any further, we're going to talk about nutrition today. Nutrition, nutrition in recovery. Yeah. 
why, right? <laughs> why are we talking about nutrition and recovery? So I think if you don't know why, uh, one of the things that I learned quickly, at least in a 12-step fellowship, they talked about this being a mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional disease, right? And in order to combat that, we also needed to have mechanisms of combating it that are mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. We couldn't just like go into this and say, I'll work the 12 steps and I'll be totally healthy. Like, hey, maybe we need to see a doctor and get checked out because we don't know, we haven't seen a doctor in years. And maybe it's good to go to a dentist and maybe we should start some kind of exercise plan, even if that's just like moving and, and walking and I don't want to say just walking, but like, you know, anything really, because when we're out there using, we're usually in a pattern of doing the bare minimum energy wise and movement wise to get what we need. And that's the sole purpose of life, really. And so we're not looking at our physical, emotional, mental, physical, uh, spiritual selves and health wise. And so we can't just come in to recovery and only focus on, oh, I'm not using drugs. It's all better now. And and I think even though I heard that, to some extent, I didn't listen or I missed it, right? We we make some jokes. Uh, one of the jokes in recovery, you know, you, you put down the spoon and picked up the fork. Uh, it's been heard many times. For anyone who doesn't understand, a lot of people cook their drugs on spoons. And so you put down the spoon and then you come into recovery and you start eating. Many, many, many reasons for this. One, addictive behavior doesn't just go away because we stop using drugs. Food becomes a very quick fill-in for dr- where drugs used to be part of our life all day long. Food can be part of our life all day long. Uh, another aspect of it is we don't eat when we're using a lot of times. <laughs> and so when we get clean, it's like, oh, maybe I should start eating again. That's probably a good thing. And, and we don't know what level of intake per day equals our ideal self, right? So we just kind of eat a lot because we're like, oh, I haven't eaten in forever. I need to stock up. Uh, other aspects to this is that people eat a lot to cover depression. It's a coping skill, right? So depression feels like an emptiness and a void, hmm. kind of like addiction feels like a void. And so eating actually gives us like a, a physical image of what we're trying to do with the depression. We're trying to fill that emptiness. Similarly, but a little different, anger does the same thing. So anger is another emotion that the world tells us we're not allowed to feel. And so we use food to visually stuff anger down by eating on top of it. Hmm. And so just things that we don't think about when we get here, right? And and so I think when we get clean, it's like, man, what tastes good? What's easy? I My life was all ease and comfort. Can I eat uh, fast food every night? Because that's way easier than making shit. Right. And and I think that was it for me. I mean, when I was using, I ate the bare minimum of food and what I did eat was all garbage. And then when I got clean, I didn't necessarily understand that my eating habits were terrible and bad. I just, you know, I kept eating the stuff that I liked, pizza and fast right. food and chicken nuggets. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheese steaks. Cake. You know. So I wasn't really making good food choices because I didn't really know any better you know the last thing i cared about was my physical health when i was out there using (laughs) yeah yeah i wasn't like coming out of a nod looking up tips for you know how to eat healthy for dinner that night was not my concern i remember actually i i would eat at some point i had a bowl of ice cream 
and and I noticed that cake underneath of ice cream was really good. Hmm. And so what I realized was it wasn't really the cake. It was the icing. And so I would get out a tub of icing and a gallon of ice cream. And I had my ice cream scoop. And it would be like three scoops of the tub of icing and then three scoops of the (laughs) ice cream and then like Hershey's syrup on top. And I, I mean, I was in heaven. Well, oh, the we were sugar using. rush must have been. <laughs> well, and so I, I don't think there was a sugar rush because I was very much on heroin. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think my body was so lacking in nutrients that like all that sugar was, yeah, it was right. probably like, oh, thank God, just give us right. something. Something carbs. <laughs> right. So I actually tried to eat that clean one time oh, and wow. it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> it was that's sick terrible. and really sweet. But it was incredible when I was using. And so, yeah, we, we don't have healthy ideas when we get here. <laughs> Uh, and one of the things I think we miss sometimes, I definitely miss this, is that the old idea, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? And and I think this happens to a lot of us. It's not that we come in recovery with the idea of, yeah, I'm going to you know work steps or work my recovery program, whatever that may be, and fuck exercise and diet. I, I don't care about them. They're stupid. <sighs> Nobody really says that. It's just we don't ever come up with a conscious plan of what we're going to do for exercise and diet. And I think that's ultimately what this episode for me is is about, right? It's about we need to find some sort of nutrition guidance. It's not about the right and wrong nutrition. It's not about uh, what you need to be eating or how you need to eat when you get clean or, or what's good for you or what's bad for you. Like, I'm not here to decide that, right? I just think without having some destination you don't know where you're going to end up you know what i mean yeah and it's the old saying like left you know to my own best choices like i make terrible choices i make terrible decisions for myself and i if i don't like you said set out a plan or or what i do is typically you know learn about some new diet that's going on and then kind of set that as like a guidepost or a guide marker Mm -hmm. um because if not you know, fucking Rita's every day sounds great. <laughs> like, I don't like Rita's. Well, Coldstone. Yeah, like there Coldstone. you go. Go Coldstone every day sounds just as great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I can justify, you know, I'll justify. Oh, I worked hard. I did this. I whatever. And I'm not and, shooting heroin. Right, I consistently, you know, will make poor decisions for myself. And tell, and not like I've never really. I wouldn't say eaten in an addictive way. I've never struggled with food in that way. Um, I know people that have. For me, it's almost been the opposite. Like, I've always been thin. I've been able to eat whatever I want and, and not really put on any weight, um, which people are always like, oh, that's great. But the, the downside to that is I ate, like, complete shit for the first probably 10 or 15 years of my recovery. And, I mean, I'm like, oh, I don't like vegetables. So I didn't eat them. <laughs> like, I mean, Same. I mean, once a day, maybe, like, maybe. Once you know. a week? Yeah, what are you talking about? Fruit was okay if it was on top of ice cream or something, <laughs> you know, and that's just, or lettuce on a, you know, cheesesteak, but that was I like it. The, I like the fruity, syrupy cheesecakes. Yeah, okay. and it's cereal and processed foods and, and all that stuff, and I'm like, well, I'm fine because I'm, you know, 160 pounds and... I'm not overweight and everything is fine, you know, like I'm good. 
<laughs> not understanding that I was just consistently putting garbage into my right. system, you know. I'm picturing Constantly. eating like only ice cream every day for three weeks and then look in the mirror and be like, I'm the epitome of health. <laughs> And that was about, I mean, I literally ate ice cream every night, you know, if not six nights a week, you know, that was my thing. Did you have a holy day, a Sabbath you took off from ice cream? (laughs) That was when we went out to dinner. I had whatever dessert they had Uh, at the restaurant. I had cake on the seventh night. (laughs) Yeah, so this is very little about, like, how healthy you need to be. It's very little about measuring out every gram of broccoli you're going to eat, right? This has nothing to do with that to me. This episode is about find some sort of direction find some sort of goal destination no matter how slightly vague it may be just to have an idea of which way you want to go because without that you're going to end up somewhere that you didn't plan to be most likely i mean maybe you end up somewhere and you're like oh my god this is great i totally meant to get here but i think for most of us without direction we just kind of wander and don't know what the hell we're doing right or or end up in places we don't know how we got there you know, it's like the, the ice cream every day was never like the goal. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to eat ice cream every night. You know, it was like, oh, I enjoy ice cream. A bowl of ice cream before bed is good. And then that just becomes the routine. Like yeah. then that's just and it wasn't ever a plan. It wasn't a goal. I didn't set out to be there, but that was just my thing, you know. And so I think I'm a little <laughs> ashamed. I don't eat ice cream every night, but for quite a stretch there. I have done some snack that's not good for me every night. Well, I would switch to cereal, too, you know, Mm. which is probably just as bad as ice cream when you look at it. Because it wasn't good cereal. It was like Fruity Pebbles or Captain Crunch or like, I mean, it was tasted good, but it definitely wasn't healthy. I can remember times in recovery just feeling like I needed a sweet shot at the end of every meal to like almost be the signal that the meal was over. <laughs> so I would have something sweet at the end. of. It wasn't like, oh, you had dinner and now you'll have dessert. It was like lunch and dessert, breakfast and dessert, dinner, dessert, snack, dessert. <laughs> I was like, what the hell am I doing? But yeah, I, so I don't, I don't know if it's just being blessed with uh, the, the genes, the DNA I have or whatnot. I have not eaten extremely healthy for a good portion of my life. I did a lot of working out. I don't think that totally mitigates the stuff I ate at all, especially for the purpose of health. It might have like helped me for looking all right, but it didn't like really help the way I felt. Uh, and what I mean by that is a lot of these, as a lot of websites and information out there describes, a lot of eating uh, can tie into mental health, right? Like if we're not eating in certain ways, we start to feel certain ways. And, and I don't think Many of us are in touch with that idea. I remember sitting down for a meal with a guy who talked about how he doesn't eat much red meat anymore. And I was like, oh, really? Why not? And he said, oh, well, because if I have red meat, I can kind of feel, I'll feel sluggish the next day. And I'm like, this was a while back. And I was like, are you, you're fucking making that shit up. (laughs) Like, you don't know how you feel to that minute degree, right? Where you can tell the difference, but. He he thought he could, right? And I don't know. I still struggle with that kind of thing. But I can tell if I eat too much, my stomach hurts and I don't feel like moving. I feel weighed down. Um, I can tell if I eat lighter meals, I feel more active and energetic. Uh, and, and I think the more I meditate and the more I get in touch with like how my body feels, I have more of an idea of what foods do to me if I pay attention. And I think that's part of the problem is that generally when we eat, we don't pay attention. We're not paying any attention to anything. We're not looking at nutrition labels. We're not, 
even questioning like what chemicals or not chemicals are in the food. We're not, we don't have any idea where we're going. So we're not counting any kind of calories. We're not looking at how often or frequently we ate today or the volume at each of those settings. We're, we're just doing like just, and that just seems so irresponsible to me when I just described it like that. Right. I'm like, oh my God, we're irresponsible. We're teenagers. Yeah. When I go out for the day and I don't really plan what I'm going to do or, you know, where I'm going to eat or what I'm going to have or anything. And I'm out at the store and it gets to be a time that I'm hungry. And so what's around? Fast food, Wawa, Rofo, you know. I mean, there are salad places around, but I don't really know where they are. I know. <laughs> are there salad places? I've yeah. never even heard of them. I think there are salad places around. There, yeah. And there are probably healthy choices in some of those places I just described, but I couldn't tell you what they are. Right. <laughs> I can tell you what my favorite things are. <laughs> That's funny. And so we have actually both been on a specific, not the same, but specific-ish diets recently. Um and so I thought we'd talk a little bit about that and not that anybody for sure needs to follow my crazy invented diet, but just, you know, it gives people an idea of what we're doing in our lives and maybe they can come up with their own great idea or follow something that they look up or that sounds interesting to them. I think part of society's problem with the word diet is that we take it to mean a restriction. Right. And the word diet by itself is just the total of what you eat regularly like it doesn't it's not anything like your diet is whatever you eat regularly um and and i think i would say before you even consider a diet the most important thing to do and and i've heard that the best thing you can ever do to change behavior is track and write down and become aware of what you currently do because when you see that you're more likely to be like oh shit is that what i'm really doing right (laughs) like i need to do something about that and so you know, hey, maybe that's the first step. Maybe the first step in, in our nutrition program that we're creating as we talk, just track what you eat for a week. The just, nutrition sort of program? <laughs> yeah, nutrition sort of. I like it. Uh, so you want to start with the, your diet? Yeah, and i just like to say that the only reason I really got into any kind of diets over the last several years uh, had to do with, you know, like I say a lot, I like listening to podcasts that are educational and informative. And I came across a few that were on different, like how different things affect like my mental health or my, mm-hmm. you know, mental well-being. Uh, one of the first big ones I remember listening to that had a big impact, although I didn't change a lot of behaviors at the time, was sugar and how sugar, you know, is, is bad for us and affects all sorts of uh, things in our brain and mm-hmm you know, has all these negative effects, you know, physically and mentally on us. And yet it's in everything that we fucking eat and everything's loaded with, you know, high fructose corn syrup, which is sugar, you know, and these different forms of sugar. And that, you know, how I was like, wow, like, and I I know it was tons of sugar that I was consuming every day. And because I wasn't really like overweight and I didn't feel unhealthy, I was still physically pretty active. You know, I thought ah, that none of that applies to me. But over the years of just listening to that information and uh, losing some of that ego as a result of recovery and realizing like, no, dummy, you know, you're just as there's nothing special or unique or amazing about you. Like all this shit that you eat, the the negative health impacts on me are the same as they are on a 300 pound person just they have some other impacts from being overweight, 
But as far as cholesterol and the strain on your heart and your mental health, like all those things are impacted by this terrible food. I'm just picturing you walking around like, oh man, my body is so amazing. It actually converts sugar into vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I eat it. Yeah. Full of vitamin I, C. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I would say all the time people, you know, would say, oh, you should be so grateful that you're you know, don't gain weight. I'm like, I don't know if that's such a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's that's a, a liar. Yeah. But after, you know, hearing information over and over and over again and, and sort of exploring some of that, I sort of started to ask those questions. Like, could I feel better if I started eating better? Like, mm-hmm. could I start, you know, mentally and physically feeling better, changing the way that I feel by what I eat? And the answer to that was yes. Um, that I could feel better by changing the way I eat. So then I started looking at all these different weird, you know, diets. This was probably, I would say it started probably five or six years ago where I really started to take it pretty serious um, with nutrition and, you know, what I was putting into myself. And, And like you said, just keeping track, logging. Like one of the big things for me in the beginning was looking at labels. And looking at like how many carbohydrates does something have in it. And then when you take like 46 grams of carbs and convert that into like tablespoons of sugar, it's like 18 (laughs) tablespoons of sugar. And just looking at that thing and going, holy shit, like I know what a tablespoon of sugar looks like. And just a pile of 18 of those and then just scooping it into my mouth like that imagery, you know, came from looking (laughs) at these labels. Sounds delicious. (laughs) And just thinking, fuck, that cannot be good for me. Like, there's no way that can be good for me. Um, and I know that poor nutrition affects your cognitive response to stuff. Like, you are stupider if you don't eat well. Like, oh if you're, my God. yeah, if no you're, you're eating well. I know, if <laughs> you're malnourished, if you are undernourished, then you, your brain is not working like it should. You know, it, it's not working at its optimal. So you they know, might as well have told you if you ate bad, your penis was going to shrink. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I'm eating healthy from now on, right? damn it! I can't yeah. be dumb. And uh, <laughs> just those things. Well, I don't know. I mean, for me, fucking life is hard enough as it is. I don't need to be dumb thinking around <laughs> every decision I make. That's I already great. make bad enough decisions on a daily right. basis. You know, add another two or three because I have McDonald's for lunch and I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so then I started looking at different, you know, and there's lots of them out there. I'll throw a couple words out that the ones that appealed to me the most in the beginning and a couple that I've tried. Um, one of them was like a what they call the paleo diet. Sometimes it's been called like the caveman diet. And it seemed real simple and it is a the the simplest way to explain it is think about what people would have done whatever 10,000 years ago as hunter gatherers, you know, during the paleolithic time what they would have went out and found in nature to eat. It would have been, you know, fish, some lean meats, fruits, nuts, you know, vegetables. And that's basically it. No processed foods. And this would be before, like, uh, before farming and agriculture. So you don't really eat any dairy. Uh, You stay away from carbs, especially processed carbs, breads, that kind of stuff, wheat products. You might eat some whole grain stuff in nuts. But... Basically, shit you would find if you went out and roamed around during, you know, the Paleolithic time, what would you find? And you could eat that. And so that all seemed pretty simple, pretty basic, you know? Yeah, it's all shit I could go out to a store and find almost anywhere that was easy to eat. Um, 
I like sweet stuff, so you know, I didn't really, I and I never really committed to that. I just I tried it for a little while, messed around with that. Then there's a Mediterranean diet, which is somewhat similar to that, but it uh, y- you can add in fish. Like this would be more modern, but what we people would eat around the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, so you'd eat some fish and and seafood. Again, lots of vegetables, healthy stuff, fruits, nuts. Um, less red meats, you know, more lean meats, things like that. Um, or the keto diet, which is really high, not high meat, but high fat and sort of really low carbs, which is no processed foods. And so for me, that concept of not eating processed foods, like processed breads, um, processed grains, anything in a box, that's been a you know, sort of theme with all of those. Like you don't need anything that's in a box, you know, nothing in a box. Um, That sort of theme has ran through my attempts at different diets at different times. It's like trying to eat natural stuff. And the whole idea behind that, which resonated with me, was if you think of what your body was designed to eat, what we were raised to eat, it's all those natural things, you know. We we aren't made to process these... uh, processed carbohydrates, these gra- I mean, uh, these corn-fed cows, you know, and, and all this processed meat, and it's basically processed meat that we have now. You know, we aren't made to digest those things. And so that's why we see these huge increases in, like, heart disease and malnutrition and vitamin D deficiencies and obesity and diabetes, like if you look at, you know, the American diet compared to everywhere else. And so... You know, looking at some of that, it seemed like a no-brainer just to try to, like, hey, just eat shit that would grow in nature. Like, that seems kind of easy. <laughs> it does, but it doesn't sound like it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I, I'm a I'm a pretty picky eater. I call it a selective eater now because picky's got such a negative connotation to it, and I am fine with it. And also, I didn't ask fucking for it, right? I didn't wake up in one day when I was three and be like, you know what? I want to be really picky about what I eat today. <laughs> right. Like, I'm it's just who I am. I put stuff in my mouth and it tastes bad, so I spit it out. Like, I don't know <laughs> right. what else to do. So stop shaming me for being a picky eater, guy. And I've tried it. to be that guy that's like, I just got to eat it because it's healthy. You yeah. know? Oh, it's so tough. <laughs>
That is bad. I don't like to taste that. Yeah. I don't like to eat things that I don't like. Yeah. So I I struggle with a lot of the healthier foods. It's just not stuff that's appealing. Oh, yeah. Fuck kale. Right. Uh, Spinach. I guess if you don't cook it, I'm all right with it. But Oh, and I only like it cooked. Really? Yeah, when it's all gushy. Oh, no. Now I'll put it in like the bottom of a salad. Some spinach leaves, but I'm not. Don't cook that. It just (laughs) looks like green mush. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, getting away from it. So yeah, I kind of ran into the diet idea. I mean, I've done some, some off color, not healthy diets throughout my life just to try to, uh, meet my nutrition needs for working out and stuff and putting on muscle, but actually coming to the idea of a healthy diet because I want to be a healthier individual a couple years ago, maybe almost five at this point, a little less probably. I took a biology of obesity class, and for that class, we kind of had to do a project. My idea was I would make up these two random diets, and I would try them out for three weeks because I think I'm brilliant and I can solve every problem. So I was going to solve the health weight loss problem, Um, and so I tried two different things. The first three-week session, me and two other people ate two ounces, I think it was two ounces, two ounces of broccoli before anything we took in our body besides water. So you wanted to drink a coffee, you was eating broccoli. You wanted to drink a milkshake, you was eating broccoli. You wanted to eat breakfast, you were eating broccoli. Like, no exception. Was it, I mean, why broccoli specifically? Any reason or just because it was a healthy vegetable? No, broccoli's high in fiber. And my theory was that if you took in fiber, you would not only feel fuller, so you would eat less, but that the fiber would help process everything else that you ate afterwards. Right. Makes sense. Doesn't fucking work. Don't do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. You want to talk about the most miserable three weeks of my life. I mean, look, that was the only restriction. You could eat anything you wanted. Just had to eat broccoli. I did not want to eat anything else. I was done with it. I was like, it ain't ain't worth the broccoli. (laughs) So tired of eating broccoli. Whatever you're offering me is not worth eating more broccoli first. And and not to cut you off there, but I have heard a similar, there's something, and I think this was a Russian thing or something, but it was called the potato diet. Mm. And the idea was the same. You could eat, you know, potatoes with butter, salt, pepper, and eat as many of them as you want, as, as much as you want. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another piece of what I was trying to look for, right? Because I'm a guy who struggles to stop eating. Like, I can go long periods without eating if I choose to. Like, I'll just go all day and I'll eat dinner. Okay, I can do that. But once I start eating dinner, I want at least two plates of it, right? So I know that about me. So I I didn't want any restriction for amount in any of my diets. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to solve it without restricting the amounts. I'm going to fix weight loss for the entire world. And yeah, don't eat broccoli before <laughs> everything you eat. It did nothing except make me very unhappy. <laughs> and hate broccoli. Oh, uh, yeah. So the next three weeks was a different idea. It was, the idea in general was don't eat processed food, right? But I don't know a lot about foods and where the fuck they come from. And my teacher kept making it sound so easy, like, oh, well, if you, if you know where it comes from and the process of how it's made and all that, you can get it. I'm like, I don't know any of that. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell plants right. are these fruits come from. Like, I have no idea. I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, food stupid. So <laughs> I had to make it easy. So I picked out five different things that I knew were not processed. And that's fruits, nuts, vegetables, brown rice and egg. There's no processing done to those five things. And so my rule was I could have as much as I wanted at any time I wanted, but it had to be those things. 
Now, when I did this, I was hesitant because I didn't know a lot about seasonings and if they were processed or not or what was in them. So we really limited the amount of seasoning we used. And let me tell you how fucking boring that gets. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the tips my teacher gave me was don't look at what you can't have. Look at what you get to have, right? And I've heard this in a lot of other ways for other scenarios, right? And I, I don't have to go to a meeting. I get to go to a meeting. And that sounds good. But, like, it really did help. It was less about, oh, man, I can't have cupcakes tonight. It was more like, man, you know what? I haven't had pineapple in a while. And that is actually really good and tasty, right? So I tried to enjoy the experience. Kind of sucked because it happened to be we went to Hershey Park during that experience. <laughs> and there's nothing to fucking eat at Hershey Park that fits that requirement. Um, but basically what it turned into was I would eat fruit at breakfast. I would eat like fruit and nuts at lunch. And then at dinner, I would make this plate of like almost like a stir fry. It was basically rice with scrambled eggs and fruits and nuts and shit thrown on top of it. Veggies, like whatever. And that was what I ate every goddamn day for three weeks. But let me tell you, highly effective, highly effective. I ate as much as I wanted, which I didn't want a second plate because it was kind of bland. <laughs> um, and then I lost like, I don't know, it was like eight pounds in three weeks or something like that. And I didn't have a whole lot of weight to lose, right? I wasn't like large or obese or anything like that. So I was already pretty in shape, still lost eight pounds in three weeks. And I actually felt better mentally. My anxiety felt lower. My depression felt lower. I don't know. Maybe I was on like a fucking non-processed food high or something for a minute but i felt really really good and that kind of blew my mind more than anything yeah and and there are plenty of studies out there i mean we didn't dig too deep into that nope. but there are plenty of studies out there that'll tell you that like processed foods and and refined sugar and all that stuff are definitely linked to like depression anxiety you know other mental issues like there is a direct relation to that you know and what you eat all the shit I like. <laughs> I know. It's all the shit everybody likes. Well, and that's the problem. They've spent millions and millions of dollars in laboratories mixing out these chemicals and everything else to get the exact perfect version of their food that tastes as delicious as possible. And, like, fucking apples just doesn't compare to that, bro. Like, right. the, uh, what are you going to do, right? The apples don't have millions of dollars in a factory and a lab to do testing and inject <laughs> stuff. Like, Right. It's hard to combat. But I think what's tough nowadays is that just even our mainstream food supply industry, I don't know if that's even a thing, but, you know, just mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, like you don't see a lot of advertisements for healthy food. You know what I mean? If you're sitting around watching TV, there's not a lot of advertisements for fucking salads, you know. Who's going to advertise McDonald's for McDonald's and Dairy Queen? <laughs> right, right. And it's that's the problem, you know. Like there's a tremendous amount of money spent, and I almost think because food companies know, like this shit food that we're going to sell you. One, it doesn't really fill your craving for food. It fills a different craving that you have to satiate your sugar addiction, yes. but it doesn't satiate your need for food. So you're going to eat this and in 2 hours you're going to want to eat more. Like this mm -hmm. isn't this isn't healthy. It isn't good for you. It isn't anything but gratification for a temporary basis. And then in a little while you're going to need some more. So it's like a a manipulation of our diets 
to like you would think a drug dealer would do, you know? I'm actually really disappointed at the dinner I had like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so where are we getting dessert after <laughs> this? Because right. this is making me hungry. Yeah. But no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, there is the avocados from Mexico commercial that sticks in my head, but I don't even eat avocados, so that's yeah, sucky for me. I tried. I, I don't like them. Yeah, can't. It just doesn't look good. I was doing them like in a shake in the morning. Avocado somewhere. shake. Yeah. Well, it had like half an avocado in it just to get it in there. <laughs> I think you're braver than I am food-wise. Yeah. Yeah, no way. Well, I, I won't eat stuff I don't like. I mean, I got to be able to, to You'll try shit. It. I will try shit. I, I don't mind shit, trying. I know any. I don't like. And it. I have got so, and people would tell you I used to be pretty weird about food. I've gotten way better in the last several years. I used to be one of those people that if my food was on a plate, it couldn't touch and things couldn't be mixed mm-hmm. together, like stews or different like pies that had like vegetables and meat and shit in it all thrown together. Like none of that. Like I had. My stuff had to be separate on a plate, and when I ate it, I had to eat all of the one thing before I would eat the next thing. Yeah, I just had weird, and I don't know why. It wasn't, it just was like a weird eating habits, and I became aware of them and, and broke them. I don't know if they came from as a kid for some reason, but. I grew up eating, because my father always taught me, get the shit you don't want to do out of the way first. Hmm. And so I grew up eating the thing I liked the least first, but then I didn't care about the rest of it. But I actually am the opposite. While I only like specific food, so I, I won't eat anything that's got stuff I don't want mixed in with it, but I want all my foods mixed together yeah. <laughs> at all times. I love it. I like the, the contrast of the different textures mm. all in the same bowl. Oh, and he, yeah, see, and that's what I think would freak me out. Like, I would see people mix, like, their corn with their mashed potatoes. Oh, like, how the fuck can you, like, the textures are two oh, opposite things. You can't have that. That's like that jello where they have the carrot slices in it and stuff. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yes. So weird. I couldn't yeah. eat that. I don't even know if I could eat that now. <laughs> I think I ate some Greek food one time, and like everything on the menu was some different form of meat with mashed potatoes on top, and then something else on top. It was like the whole menu was just that. I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." I like it though; that's yeah. cool. But now I have gotten to be way more brave in my food stuff because I've learned to cook somewhat. You know, I think I'm a pretty good cook, and I've learned what seasons I like and what spices like what flavors i like what what my flavor palette is so i can take a lot of different things that i'm willing to to sort of experiment a little bit Um, Uh, not me different kinds of fish or different and and we'll have stuff we don't like it happened you know Uh, cook things that suck i don't eat stews i don't eat soups i don't eat any kind of salad dressings i don't eat any kind of runny creamy (laughs) liquids at all honestly Uh, i love condiments i do like condiments Mm, maybe mustard Ah. barbecue sauce (laughs) a1 i I don't know yeah i don't like a whole lot of stuff Hmm. and and i'm yeah no i'll look at food and oh my god if you're out there telling your kid you don't know if you like it till you try it bullshit i know a whole lot of foods i don't like and i have never tasted yeah some things when you smell them you know you're not gonna like it from i will look at food and tell you i will not (laughs) that shit looks mushy (laughs) i don't like mushy food nope i'm out (laughs) there's definitely food i have not tried that i I, i've never had a tomato i will never have it fuck no it just looks gross why I don't know. It's mushy and juicy looking. No There's thing. different kinds of tomatoes. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. I don't uh, eat none of that. Wow, that's weird. No, I I'll try almost anything. Yeah, see, that's and, what I said. You're brave. And me. I'm willing to, 
like I've experimented with different diets. One of the things that I found with myself on trying some of these different diets, and I, I heard this somewhere and it helped. In the beginning of most of this diet, trying, eating healthy stuff, what happens is I would get on whatever the newest kick was. It would last for like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then by then I'd be like, fuck this, man. I just want a bowl of fucking ice cream or mm-hmm. I just want, you know, a, a piece of cake like you're somewhere and you're trying to talk yourself out of it like oh no man you've been doing so good you know just don't do it don't give in and uh then eventually you give it or i give in i don't know maybe mm-hmm. some people are way more disciplined than yeah. me but survey, eventually survey I, says no, they all give in yeah right <laughs> so eventually i give in and then as soon as i give in that one time it's like well fuck it i'm out now and then i go to eating <laughs> shitty for the next four <laughs> weeks you know and then it's like four years the <laughs> The floodgates open and it's, you know, game on, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And all the, what I was doing for the last couple weeks goes out the window. And then I heard this concept. I read it somewhere online. It was like the, the sort of 80, 20 principle where it's like, if I can just, you know, I'm shooting for a hundred percent, but if I like 80% of the time can do well, which that's just a, I'm going to call that a marginal number. What I mean is for me, what that looks like is in a week, like I can have ice cream or a piece of cake or whatever, like once a week. It's not going to kill me. You know, I can go out once a week and have a cheeseburger for lunch. You know, I don't like to eat the processed breads and shit. But if I have one cheeseburger in a week, it's not going to kill me. It's fine. I don't need to then give up my whole diet and start eating cheeseburgers every day. You know, and I can give myself that little bit of cheat room or that little bit of you know, break room so that I don't have to deny myself of things that I really like. You know, I can have them. It's just the moderation that helps me. I don't want to fuck you up, but if you did each of those twice a week, you're still pretty close to that 20. Yeah. Let's say, <laughs> like two sevenths yeah. isn't too bad. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, I, I don't know. I can go a week or two, you know, and be perfect if it's mm. everything lines up, you know, good that week. But then... The next week, you know, it'll be somebody's anniversary, so it'll be cake, so you have to eat the cake at the anniversary. Even though it's always shitty cake, it's not even usually good. You know? So a couple, uh, not just a couple, it's probably been a month and a half, two months now uh, ago, I decided I want to look better again, right? Not that I look terrible or bad, but I wanted to look even better again. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that not processed diet I did a few years back, but I'm going to modify it a little bit. because. Basically, what you just said, I find that I can only stick to things purely for so long until I just can't. And so the idea this time was same exact thing. Eat as much as you want. Fruits, nuts, vegetables, brown rice and egg. For dinner, we're going to have our normal healthy family dinner. And that was partly born out of the fact that I don't feel like trying to make two dinners, right? I don't want to make the dinner the kids can have and the dinner that I can have and then watch them eat something that looks good. and. This is like the second or third time I talked about me making dinner or making food. And I gotta be real, my wife makes most of the meals around this house. So let me at least give credit where credit's due and stop being a liar. It didn't seem fair for her to make two different dinners. Alright. So we were like, we'll just eat our regular dinner together as a family. And then the rest of the day, you do what you do. And what that has looked like, because I've just fallen to patterns. I'm not good at thinking through shit every other day. I, I just do the same thing every day. So. Every morning for breakfast, it's an apple and a banana. 
And then for lunch, it's that kind of that dinnerish meal from before. Only this time, it's it's more of a stir fry, not fried or anything, but it's got a little more taste to it because we use like Chinese five spice and stuff, which is good. Um, and then we have dinner, and then at night, I'll eat like an orange. Every once in a great while, some like pineapple bits or blueberries or strawberries gets thrown in, thrown in, <laughs> thrown in, uh, but not that often. And and that's generally what it's looked like, but. I have not been so strict that I can't deviate, right? My birthday happened during all this. Yeah, we're fucking having cake, right? I'm not going to deny myself. Uh, we, we go out somewhere or we go to see my mom and there's desserts. Okay, I'm eating dessert. If I feel like it at home and they got something good, I'm going to eat it. I just ate ice cream like three nights ago with some chocolate on it that we melted down from Easter. It was like, I, and I, I'm not going to feel bad about that is, is where I'm at with it, right? And it's still been effective. Could it have been more effective if I was perfect? Maybe. But chances are, that, well, what would happen is I'd have just stopped. I will say I do run into this prop. I don't want to stop once I start. So once I have the ice cream three nights ago, like last night and the night before, I have wanted ice cream or something <laughs> sweet. I'm like, oh, man. But I, I don't want to do it every night. Yeah, that's the hard thing about sugar. Sugar is oh, definitely so addictive like that. I mean, I was going to say, like, for me, it was fast food, you know, like I would eat fast food for lunch all the time. You know, there was just there's a lot of fast food places around and I can run out from work and it's five minutes away and cheeseburgers are delicious and French fries are delicious and chicken nuggets are delicious. You know, all that stuff's good. And then I stopped eating it for probably literally months you know it had been a couple of months i stopped eating it and i missed it and then you know my wife and i were like yeah let's go just you know we're gonna splurge this will be our splurge night and we're gonna get some mcdonald's and whatever and just eat fast food and fuck it you know we both missed it fast food and fuck it sounds a lot like the new version of netflix and chill and it was not good i mean it tasted like i expected it to taste but I noticed how it made me feel. Mm. And I've had fast food, I think, once more since then, maybe twice more since then. And because I'm not denying myself of it, I don't really miss it all that much. You know, it's like I know I can go have it, but now I'm sort of making a better choice not to have it because right. I don't like the fucking way it makes me feel. You know, it's like, eh, I can eat that double cheeseburger with bacon, but eh. I'm not going to feel too good about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it, it's a really excellent point, right? I worked with this guy some years ago in construction. We were both working out, and he, and he would come in, and he had, like, this super strict diet. Everything was weighed out, measured out, three ounces of broccoli, two ounces of, like, oatmeal flakes mm-hmm. that were had no flavor in them and all this stuff, like, had to be a baked potato with no butter and this, that, and the other. And we would talk about that, and he was extreme with how locked in he was on his diet. And what I saw with him was that he would do that for three or four months and be in like great shape. But then he would like in the middle of the night, raid the cabinet and eat like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all night <laughs> and, and just lose right. it. And then, you know, uh, gain a lot of weight for six months. And then he'd get back on steroids and get back locked into his <laughs> diet. And I would say things to him like, you know, I just can't do a baked potato without butter, right? I'm going to have butter on my baked potatoes. I'm going to have mashed potatoes. I'm going to have oatmeal that's got, you know, seasoning or flavor in it from the from the store. And he's like, oh, well, that's you, that's not going to work. And I'm like, but mine's way more sustainable than yours. Right. Like, I can do mine forever. 
Right. You can do yours for about three months until you break down. And that's what I think part of this is too. And that's as people in our population who struggle with, like, I can't go get one heroin. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just going right. to do heroin one night a week. I mean, maybe I can. I don't know. I haven't yeah. tried it and I'm not going to. Um, but that's something we struggle with is a healthy relationship with being able to do something for ourselves and then not do it for a time. Yeah. And more is always better. You Fuck know, yeah. like if this is good, more is definitely better. <laughs> like that's just how my brain works. You know what I mean? And if I like something, I like it every day. <laughs> you know, I want it all the time. Well, and maybe that's where the problem comes in. I think of having a piece of cake as treating myself. Right. Am I really? I mean, what I, what I look at eating a piece of garbage off the ground is treating myself. Cause like, that's what I'm doing to my body. Right. What I, what I, take my car to the gas station and fill it with water in the tank and be like, oh, I'm treating you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm treating you good, good car. And and some of those concepts I have to remind myself of just, you know, like you said, the water in the, the car, it's like the sort of, it's an old computer term, but I always thought about it with people. It's like garbage in, garbage out. And that was like a data entry term that you would use. Like if your input of your data is real shitty, then your output, you know, on the other end is shitty. Right. And it's the same with, you know, me. Like, if I just put a bunch of shitty stuff in myself, whether it's food, whether it's ideas, whether it's people's, you know, bad decisions or my bad decisions, if I'm consistently feeding myself a bunch of shit, that's what I put out. That's what I become. I mean, know? technically, you could feed yourself anything and you're going to put out shit. Yeah. <laughs> At one part of me is going to put out shit. Right. But yeah, you mean like the way you feel. Yeah, the, the way I feel, the way I think, level. the way I act. And and so that's where a lot of these healthy habits, you know, come into play. It's like, is meditating like great and exciting and, and wonderful all the time? No. You know, right. no. It's become a part of what I do, almost like brushing my teeth. You know, I don't brush my teeth because I love it. You know, I got to treat myself with meditation. I'll, I'll meditate, you know, seated posture, silence for like three days in a row. And then there's a day like today where I'm like, I just fucking can't. I'm going <laughs> to lay on the floor and put on a guided meditation. And that's the best I got today. Yeah. Like, that's my treat for doing well those other three days. And that's so with meditation, like I mix it up all the time. Like I, you know, now I'm back to doing just almost a silent uh like i do a bell and then 10 minutes silent just sitting in silence but different times i'll go through different guided meditations i'll use different apps with different guided like programs on them i just i switch it up when i get bored because right. i know like i'm gonna get bored of this it might be great fascinating and wonderful now but in two or three weeks it's gonna be boring and so i can try something else and that's okay sticking with it you know as long as i'm sticking with it and it's the same with my healthy eating. Like I was doing keto for months and I knew when I went into it, I wasn't doing it forever. I just said, I'm just going to go real strict with keto for a couple of months and see what happens, see where it goes. And, and it was fun. I mean, I got the carb counter thing on my phone and, and all that shit, like say it wears out really quickly when you're trying to like log everything you eat right. and get pictures of labels so you can see how many fucking calories it has. And, and then the one stuff. doesn't show up in their database. So yeah. You gotta and then you're manually fucking trying to search it. it around. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. I hate that. And, uh, but like it's novel in the beginning and it's a little bit fun. And that's kind of how I go into most of that with these healthy eating things that I do. And, and I know it won't be forever and it'll be temporary, but that's fine. Like I'm making the consistent effort 
to try to, you know, make myself feel better, you know, think better, function better. And, uh, you know, then we got lazy. We took some vacations and, you know, on mm-hmm. vacation, it's always, you know, I choose to throw things out the window. I was like, it's a fucking vacation. You know, I'm going to enjoy myself. I've earned it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's vacation. I'm going to make my body feel like shit. While right. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, the the point is I, I remind myself, like, the reason I'm doing those things isn't out of some sort of punishment of myself or I feel like I need to suffer. It's like, this is good and healthy for me. And when I do it consistently, I feel better about myself. I physically feel better. I think better, right. you know, and I'm a better person. And I don't have to deny myself things in my life. Um, we had re- So the reason I didn't come Sunday, and I don't know if this is a result of the keto diet. You had mentioned totally reading something about it. So I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even, I didn't research it that way. But I ended up with a kidney stone. I was in the emergency room Friday night with a kidney stone and uh I just made some self assumptions knowing enough I mean I've educated myself a lot about you know my diet and what I eat and those sorts of things over the years and I know that I lately have been intaking way too much caffeine and creatine in the form of pre-workout drinks and energy drinks Energy drinks? Billy drinks energy drinks? He needs to pick up a one-day kite. And coffee, and not drinking near as much water as I'm supposed to. Um, and the con- I mean, I'm going to blame the combination of those things on why I think I got this kidney stone. Could be nothing to do with that. It could be totally just hereditary. But I don't, no one in my family that I know of has suffered with him. My dad hasn't. Um, my brother or no one else that I know in my family suffered with him. Although I don't know if that's the kind of thing you run around and talk about at a family event. Like I'm not, Hey, I just had kidney stones, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, just doing a quick search. I, there's plenty of websites that say keto and kidney stones are, you know, related, correlated. Uh, none of them say anything specific. They just say the increased risk, blah, blah, blah. But none of them are like, you know, they're not the National Institute of Health or anything. They're right. Their website. So I, I'm not going to dig deeper because it's not my kidney stone. Yeah. And, and another thing I'll just say about any kind of diets, and it's almost like you talked about with yourself being a picky person, like it's important for me to know myself. And maybe keto doesn't cause kidney stones in everybody. But if it fucking causes them in me, it's probably a good reason to not do that. I did keto <laughs> you know? one time and I fucking hate it because I don't like fat. Yeah. So I was miserable. I didn't mind it. The the hardest part with most of this kind of eating is you really almost have to be prepared to eat this way. Like, I can't, when I go to work now, if you look, we have a refrigerator at work. I have like two bags worth of like snacks and shit in there because the only stuff at work is a fucking Lance machine loaded with potato chips and chocolate and whatever other kind of, you know starbursts and shit like that and when i'm at work if i'm hungry and that's what's there then that's what i eat you know i've spent hundreds of dollars in that lands machine on starbursts and skittles and fucking snickers bars just see i just won't eat oh see i get hungry (laughs) and i need to eat but that's another thing with again just me being the person i am i eat the opposite of you i will never sit down and eat 
two plates of food oh. ever. I'm the like buffets love me because if I go in and pay twelve dollars, I'm eating one fucking plate of food and then possibly some dessert, and that's it. I'm done. I'm mm. tapped out. Now in an hour and a half, I could eat another equally sized <laughs> plate of food, but you know it's right. just the way my body works. I don't have a huge stomach to hold a lot of food, but I burn a lot of calories which is why I'm thin, I guess, a high metabolism or whatever you want to call it. So I need to eat a lot. I've tried to do the intermittent fasting yeah. at times, and that. that's kind of tough for me just because I get so fucking hungry, you know, so fast. And I can never, like, gorge myself enough at dinner to right. make it through to the next morning. It's like by 9 o'clock I'm laying there with fucking hunger pangs in bed trying to drink a bunch <laughs> of water so that I can go to sleep. See, when I did intermittent fasting, what I found was, uh, uh, you know, it's not that like I cram so much in at dinner, though I, I do, uh, but it, that I didn't feel like that held me the whole day. I just felt like when I got hungry the next morning and early afternoon, what would happen is I'd get hungry. It would start to feel a little funky in my stomach. And within 15 minutes to at most a half an hour, it was all gone. It just stopped. Uh, well see i get hangry i'm one of those that snickers commercial where the guy turns into a diva yeah that's me totally Uh, general general when i'm running around at home working on projects i won't eat i'll be out like working in the yard in the morning because i don't like breakfast i'm not a breakfast person so i'll get up in the morning and i like breakfast at like 11 o'clock i'm a brunch guy (laughs) i want breakfast all day (laughs) yeah that's fine too but i don't like to eat in the morning i guess i'm not a morning eater until like 10 o'clock. So I'll get up in the morning and I might go start working in the yard, whatever, mowing the grass or doing whatever, especially in the summer when it's hot. And uh, then I just don't eat because I can work through being hungry. But then by lunch, I'm like ripping everybody's fucking head off and mm. angry as shit. I ain't hungry. I'm just angry. Right. <laughs> I think where I'm at now, my biggest difficulty, right? So I did this this two months of this, you know, specific diet that I thought was good for me and I still think is a really healthy way to eat, non-processed. I'm a believer in that more than anything. And I appreciate that if nothing else, it's not been so much about what I'm restricting, but more about just paying attention, right? It's like just yeah. pay attention to what you're putting in your body. But now I'm at a point where, okay, I... I exceeded whatever goal I was going for. I don't know what the hell that was. Like, I, I guess I could lose another pound or two and get a little more cut, but like for what? I don't know. I'm 41. I don't have a whole lot of purpose to run around with my shirt off anyway, so it's not doing me a whole lot of good. So I'm happy with where I'm at, but I don't have the ability to move back into somewhere in the middle, right? Like I can stick with what I'm doing for a while longer at least. It is kind of getting old. But I could stick with this, but then I'm going to lose more weight and I really don't need or want to. Like I, I went to come here today and I usually wear these pants without a belt and they just stay up and they were like starting to fall off. My crack was hanging out. I was like, oh <laughs> shit. I'm like, all right, that's enough of that, right? But I don't know how to move from this place and not end up back where I was before I started this place. And that's where I always go every time. And even on keto, I have been within. I haven't been outside of 10 pounds since my high school weight. Mm. I've been the exact same, you know, range of, I've been a right. little heavier, a little, but I mean, within like five pounds either way. Like I've, 
160s like the heaviest I've ever been and 150s like the lightest I've been. Even on I did keto for all those weeks and I mean I was pissing on the strips so I know I was in ketosis <laughs> every day. If you don't know, you can buy these strips at the store. They let you know if you're in ketosis. And so just to to make sure, you need to check yourself. There's another way you can do it with blood sticks, but I'm not sticking myself and measuring my blood. Like I wasn't that into it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Billy was high and just taking pregnancy <laughs> tests. <laughs> I'm not pregnant, perfect. But uh so I know I was in ketosis for all those weeks and right. I didn't lose any weight. <laughs> None at all. Well, I, I just think it's that problem that people run into. Like, how do I form a healthy relationship with food? Right. So mm. okay, I did my two months of my of my time, so to speak, and now I wanna eat more and open up my my intake but I don't want to go back to where I was. But I feel like anytime I open up and, and like create new softer rules, I just automatically fall back into that where I was. And that's what I don't want to do. And it's like, how do you find that middle ground where you're not eating a snack every night, but you're also not eating a snack one night a week? Yeah, I don't know. That's that hard attic thing. It's like, how do you just smoke weed? You know, like, that's my problem. If I knew how I could just smoke weed, I probably would. I just Hold don't on. think it would end up there. <laughs> so if I can just eat snacks three nights a week, I can probably smoke weed <laughs> right. is what you're saying. That's what I'm hearing. I might have motivation now. Well, and even thinking of that, I'm like, all right, so even if I could, all right, if, let's say I need weed for my anxiety. Let's just mm -hmm. say that's, that's what I try to talk myself into all the time. And this high anxiety guy, I could just, at the end of the day, Inevitably, what would happen is it would get back to the place where if, even though I wasn't smoking it all day, I'd be thinking about smoking it all day. You know, I'd be at work at nine o'clock in the morning drinking my coffee like, man, I can't wait till nine o'clock tonight when I'm at home. <laughs> I would drink extra coffees to be more anxious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I definitely need some weed. <laughs> but that's the same with. Yeah, that's like the same with food. It's like when I get myself on these diets, it's almost like you know, abstinence based. Start like, an argument with my wife. And I'm taking, in. Taking I'm, my pulse. I'm all in. <laughs> Look at my anxiety's up. I better go get some of that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do okay. Well, I can't say that. I, I was going to say I do okay with the 80-20 thing, but the truth is I don't. I, I've been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. I mean, we went on vacation, and then we came back, and then we went on another vacation, and then I got lazy with cooking the food. Like, the prep mm. of keto is a lot of prep if you want anything decent. I mean, like, I like tasty food, and I, but I would have to fucking make myself a separate dinner because the kids weren't eating that shit. So yeah. I would make myself a separate dinner from the kids and ha prepping lots of snacks and prepping lots of stuff to keep around the house. So then, like, my whole Sunday is sitting around cooking food for the week. And then, you know, as soon as I get busy on a Sunday and I don't have that day to cook all that food, like, then I'm fucked and, right. you know. And it's like, well, you can't really cheat real easy on keto. Like, I mean, you can eat celery and peanut butter or fucking whatever, but that gets boring pretty quick, you know. Yeah. So, and and I think I guess to to bring this to somewhere, yeah. it's just pay attention, right? It's awareness. Like, what are we really doing to ourselves? And I get coming from a place of drug use and just being clean feels like enough at first but i see so many people get clean you know they're 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 stick figures and i'm not saying everybody has to be a stick figure or that everybody has to be a certain weight or or not 
overweight or any of that. Like it's this isn't about my opinions about that. I just know that I watch so many people who come in as stick figures are just happy to be alive, right? And off of drugs. And before they leave the recovery house or within like three to six months of being in the recovery house, they're unhappy with the way they look. It's not about my opinion, right? They're unhappy with the way they look because they've just taken on this new eating and not paid enough attention. And and maybe that's something we need to talk more about early on, right? We, it's never nothing. Nobody was ever talking about their fucking diet in a meeting when I was there early on. Right. But maybe this is stuff we do need to talk more about. Like, you know, we talked to Recovery Cafe last week. Like, maybe you go into a program like that and they have like, hey. And I think they did say they had cooking classes and stuff. Yeah. Maybe you teach people how to cook and, and how to make healthier meals and how to eat non-processed food and what these foods can do to it. Like, we need more education on this. This could maybe even be in high school education. Like, maybe all fucking people should know that sugar is probably not good for you, right? Like, maybe all people should know that uh, some of these chemicals in food can increase depression in population. Yeah, and one of the things, and, and we don't have to get into all these, but one of the things I found in, in researching some of this information um, part of the, the reason they even put this site up was exactly what you're talking about. It's like in traditional recovery or traditional, uh, you know, drug rehabilitation, they don't really talk about the importance of, you know, diet and healthy eating and, and how that affects your mental health. And so this, you know, website, nsickness.org slash 27 studies proving impact of addiction. And it basically goes through all these different studies that show how diet and different deficiencies affect us mentally, you know, and impact either our impulsive behaviors or the impacts of long-term addiction on, you know, different parts of our brain and body. And like those things matter, you know, those things for me, the reason I chose to use is because life sucked, everything sucked and I hated myself. If, I, if it didn't, I probably wouldn't be trying to kill myself every day, right. you know, and then if I get clean and, you know, maybe I get a job, maybe I, you know, start putting some things together. But if I still physically feel like shit or my thinking is still, you know, pretty negative and shitty, you know, I want to try to do what I can to improve that. And I think a lot of people don't have the right information, you know, to make good decisions for themselves when it comes to food and nutrition. And, and that website should probably be called 26 uh, Nutritional Studies because at least one of them is like, hey, crackheads are lacking nutrients. It's yeah. like, wow. <laughs> right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were weird and, and, and they had to do with different drugs, you know, different effects of alcohol and some had to do with cocaine. And, Who wasted you know, money on that? Yeah. <laughs> on doing that studies. <laughs> right. Can you believe heroin addicts are uh, low nutrient levels? <laughs> Ridiculous. Shocker. Um, but the the last thing I would say is, you know, for myself and, and the reason any of this m matters to me, I don't know, maybe it doesn't matter to other people, but the reason a lot of this matters to me, when I was out there using, I felt like I was really just existing. You know what I mean? I was doing the, the minimal amount I had to do to fucking survive. And as I got into recovery, I realized like I could begin to have like a life that was worth meaning and, and purpose driven and that, you know, my life had some value. And then I realized that if I put a little effort into a couple of things, that my quality of life went up, you know, exponentially. And those things are my mental health, my physical health, 
you know, my spiritual and emotional health, all those things you talked about in the beginning. And it's taken me years of time to be like, okay, I came in, I got involved with step work, I addressed a lot of the drugs, a lot of the immediate, you know, emotional, like, I want to fucking kill myself stuff, you know, and my life got better. But now I've realized by putting some work into all these other areas, I can continue to get better in different ways. And it's been worth it. You know, the benefits have been worth it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I am right now in a current cycle and I feel like I'm going to jinx it because it's like the third time <laughs> I've said it uh, recently, but just in a cycle of doing a lot of good stuff regularly for my body. I, I have ran or walked every day for like the last nine days because I'm in this Voices I Hope run thing or whatever we got a run team for some rage against addiction hmm. running race thing i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm, I'm running that's all i yeah. can tell you right i'm running like three miles a day or more and and for like 45 or 46 days now straight i've been meditating and i've been doing this diet for like 60 days pretty thoroughly and so i'm like i am feeling the benefits of all that <laughs> like right. i feel spiritually centered and like i'm about to float when i fucking meditate <laughs> and shit so, yeah, I, and look, it won't last, right? And I think that's fine. It's kind of like the idea of the bicycle tire, right? Like, right now I'm at the top, but I can't just stay at the top if I want to move forward. Like, you ride the bicycle tire, you will eventually be at the bottom again. And, I, mm. and that's just part of it, and I'm fine with that. But, like, right now I am definitely thriving with doing these everyday practices that are a pain in the ass some days that I do have to make time for they don't just happen every day right i have to stop and be like fuck i don't feel like meditating today when can i fit it in right it's just part of it but if i do those things i do reap the benefit yeah and, and for sure i mean life's gonna give me some shit no matter what i'd rather it not be shit of my own making or my own decisions you know right. i'd rather just come organically out of life rather than <laughs> me making shitty decisions because i'm not taking care of myself yeah <laughs> So that's all I got. Anything else about nutrition? No. All right. Get out there and fucking eat right, whatever that means for you. Maybe I shouldn't have said fuck. Get out there and eat right. It's nice. Be kind to yourself. I should probably cuss less. <laughs> nah. All right. Have a good week. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.